Hello and welcome to the Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined by our regular Norwegian football experts, Greg Browning and David Weatherston. How's it going, guys? Yes, Hello, thank back. you. Yes, welcome back. It's been almost two weeks and a lot has happened in those two weeks. Um, probably the most exciting thing in Norway, David, is the fact that you've had your first snow of the winter. <laughs> yeah, came today, all overnight. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. That'll give you a wee bit of cheer after uh, oh, yeah. the international like. weekend. In that picture, though, it was probably the most Norwegian-looking building I've ever seen. <laughs> Red barns are very much in vogue in Norway. That's what everyone has. Yeah, just so that people know, David sent us a picture on our WhatsApp group and it very much looked the archetypal picture of Norway that you would <laughs> expect, a red barn and some snow. Um, was that looking outside your window, David? Yeah, I was just out the kitchen window this morning when I got up, so that was a nice wee surprise to see some snow. Yep, that's you for the winter now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we're not here to discuss the weather, unfortunately. Um <laughs> We are here to discuss the football and there's a full card of elite seeing games to look forward to this weekend. Before we get there, David, can you maybe just fill us in on what's been happening in Norwegian football in the last couple of weeks? It's been quite a quite a story that developed over yeah. the international break with uh, was that an outbreak of, of COVID within the squad? Um, it was one player. So Omar El Abdelawi um, tested positive for um, coronavirus. And Norway, Norwegian government decided that um, they would follow their own rules and force quarantine on the whole squad because they'd all come in contact with them. So they basically said that the squad is not travelling to games against, um, first I think it was Romania, I think first, which was cancelled, and then Austria, which was going to be cancelled. But three days before on the Sunday, they started calling up a load of players from all over Europe. To, did, you get, um, did you get the call? the call? I didn't. I never quite made the call. <laughs> uh, so they yeah, called me. It, it, was, <laughs> it, was, um, it was a bit of a makeshift squad that turned up uh, in Austria, um, mostly uncapped players, basically a big mix of players from all over Europe. There was only one um, one Norway-based player, which was Vettel Berisha of uh, Viking. But uh, the rest of the team was... Um, yeah, made up sort of 40 hours before they met up and uh, went to Austria and got a one-all draw. Um, Last-minute goal they lost. Um, Quite an incredible result, wasn't it? Because I think, obviously, I was looking at the games on, I think, during the week. Saw Austria, uh, was it what, 1-3? to three? Yeah, Norway were like 10-1. 10-1. At, that, yeah. at this point, I wasn't aware of what was going on. I thought, my God, something's obviously happened if Norway are 10-1. to one. And a quick look to see Norway corners. I think they were even money to get three. Yeah. Um, they would have been an absolute coupon buster. I think everyone would have backed probably yeah. over 2.5 goals and probably put Austria either minus one or in an accumulator. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky so. for those that did. Yeah, I mean, Norway played really well, apparently. I didn't have not, I was watching the Scotland game, so I didn't watch the this game, but... By all accounts, played really well and um, probably deserved to win. But yeah, lost a 94th minute equaliser, um, unfortunately. But yeah, I think sort of um, exciting for the future as well. There were so many players called up. Um, Christian Torsfeld, Christopher Askelsen, Håkon Evjen, all sort of 20 and under. 
Uh, Jürgen Stan Larsen, who we talked about earlier in the season, played with Sarpsborg. Um, he moved to Groningen, and he's actually done really well at Groningen so far. He was, was that Norway's only match this weekend? This week, sorry. Yeah, Last so the other game was called off um, against Romania. So that was That's right. Yeah. So so Norway are going to get a three 0 defeat in that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so UEFA realised if as a player with COVID you quarantine them and the rest of the squad goes but the Norwegian government decided that they were going to go with their own rules because the squad was in Oslo so um, yeah <laughs> the attics was completely given there was a nice wee um, Twitter video from one of the Ruben Gabrielson I think he plays for Toulouse in France posted a wee uh, a wee video of himself putting on a wee cape with his passport and running to the airport if the players had to stay in Oslo what happened to the management team mm. Yeah, so they weren't there either. Um, they, um, I think it, I'm not sure exactly who it was. I think it was maybe the under twenty one manager that took the team. And you still didn't so get a yeah, call for that. Eh, uh, nah. One of these days, David. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's quite an interesting story, and as you say, it bodes well for the future if that's you know a, a squad of young kids who are making their full debut for the country and, and getting. A, a, Good result against a fairly decent Austrian side away from home. Yeah, well, hopefully we can look back in three or four years' time in the um, Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast, and we can see that oh, David mentioned that player four years ago. Yeah, I hope you've <laughs> I hope you've written down those names he mentioned, Greg. I, I, I didn't spell it correctly, though, so apologies. <laughs> so bringing us back round to this weekend, effectively, it's not going to have that much of an effect on the football this weekend, then, is it? Or given that there's players who they haven't quarantined or there's a few a few issues um so because of the 10 day rule which is what norway uh, has in place it actually runs out on sunday uh, at one o'clock strangely <laughs> um so the players that were in the original squads which include um andre hansen the goalkeeper for rosenborg and also marcus henriksen for rosenborg um, they were supposed to be playing on Sunday night, which games now be moved to Tuesday um, instead. And also, Bode Grimt had uh, Marius Lode and Patrick Berg in the squad. Their games only been moved to Sunday night at 8 o'clock, which was the original slot for the Rosenberg game. So they've right. got an extra seven hours to get themselves ready. Sorry, an extra <laughs> two hours to get themselves ready, which is seven hours after they come out of official quarantine. So it'll be interesting to see... Um, uh, yeah, I'm sure they've kept themselves fit this week, but they've not been training with the squad. So mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure Patrick Berg will play. He's a really important part of the team. And uh, so is Maris Lode as well at the back. So I'm pretty sure it won't affect them too much. Yeah, and it's uh, uh, a massive game in Glimp's history, potentially, this weekend. The chance yeah. to officially wrap up the title. They are almost there um, in terms of points and goal difference, as is. Uh, Molde can catch them by my mathematics on points. Well, there's 15 but points left to play for, isn't there? There's sorry, a significant goal difference yeah. as well. Um, so, yeah, massive game for them. Although, with Molde playing on Saturday, the, the title could be handed to them if Molde don't, don't win. It could be. Well, let's hope not, because one of my bets would be broken. <laughs> I think as well, this weekend, I think there's still what? Probably one, two, three, four, probably eight or nine teams still with something to play for which is good yeah so yeah. most of the matches are still still mean a lot obviously we've got probably four teams at the bottom of the league um, five trying to avoid five I would say are probably still playing for something um, at the moment yeah I think obviously top four excluding Boda Glimt obviously yes. Boda, Rosenborg Loring and Odd they obviously will 
there's only three, what five points between those four, and yeah. there's only five points between the bottom four, out, not including obviously Allison, <laughs> who are obviously dead and buried. Yeah. Yeah. So lots to play for over the next five weeks. So hopefully we'll get some good winners over the next few weeks. Yep. So there's two games on Saturday, and as you mentioned, David, um, we're really banking on Molda winning based on your first bet, and they're away <laughs> to Stabek uh, on Saturday evening at five o'clock. Yes. So Molda um, went into the international break um, with a draw. Actually, they drew it home to Christian Sund. And uh, I think the international break would probably have done them quite good. Um, none of their players were away on international duty, as far as I know. I think um, just Marcus Holmgren, Pedersen, Pedersen and Greenhills were away with the under-21s, but apart from that, um, nothing else. Um, so they play Starbuck this weekend after after their draw with Christian Sud last time out, but that was on the back of... Uh, four wins in a row and a real sort of upturn in form. And I think playing all those Europa League games in between all the league games maybe just caught up with them a little bit against Christiansund. So with the two with the week break, I think they can come back uh, strong this week and uh, get another win um, away at Stavak. Stavak are one of the teams in the mid table that have sort of not really got much to play for now. Yeah, they're. Um, Nine points clear of start in that relegation playoff spot. Um, yeah, 14 behind Wolveringa, so they're not going to catch up in the European spots. So they're kind of in a bit of no man's land. And um, Molde obviously don't really... They want to make Glimt win the title themselves. They won't want to, to gift them it with a, a draw or a defeat. So to, I'm looking at Molde to win this game and um, also to score two goals doing it. Molde haven't um, Molde haven't won any games one 0 this year, so they've won <clears throat> they've won fifteen out of their twenty four games, and none of them have been one 0 So it's a good chance that they'll be scoring two goals. They've scored uh, they've scored two goals in the last four away games, but yeah, as I say, in every single win they've had this year. So I if, think mem- if memory serves me correct, they beat Rosenberg one 0 on the twentieth of June. Oh. Uh, all right. Oh, sorry, it's not my memory at all. I've just got a list of them. Results. There's no way that memory. Not a chance. <laughs> sorry, yeah, that was the first. first I was game never getting away with that, was I? Sorry, they've they've not won. Uh, they've not won any other games apart from that first uh, home game of the season. Um, so yeah, um, I just think if they're going to go to Stabæk and probably motivated to to get another win just to stay above Rosenborg, they've got a two point cushion. Over them and Bolleringa, they want to keep it. Um, Starbuck, not much to play for. So, twenty-one to twenty for Molde to win and to score at least two doing it. Um, I think it's a it's a good price considering the form they're in and having a little break to give the players a little rest uh, to go again before uh, for the end of the season. Yeah, I think it's a good way to find some extra value in this one. Molde are eight to eleven just to win the match, but as you say. They do have a, a fine record of scoring goals in games. And in that race for second place, there's really no letting up. You know, um, if they let things slip, then it's not beyond the realm's possibility that they could actually slip down to fifth or even, sorry, fourth or even fifth in the table with Rosenborg and Wallerenga uh, hot in their tails. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a bit of pressure on them. And they've still got three Europa League games to play as well. Um, yep. In between the last um, 
sixth league game. So, yeah, yeah, they need to be careful. Okay, so that's on Saturday at five. Also on Saturday five, as aforementioned, Volarenga they are away to Olusund, um on Saturday five o'clock. Olusund, <laughs> yeah, absolutely hammered at Glimt seven 0 We did suggest that it wasn't beyond Glimt to score six in that game, and they, they actually ended up with seven. Um, yeah, now conceded almost three goals per game, and just a dire performance all season really from Olusund, doesn't it? Yeah, it was an absolute crash back down to reality after their win the week before. The revival went well, didn't it? <laughs> you did say they were on a revival. <laughs> and I did warn you that I don't think they were. No, I mean, it was, um, yeah, I watched the game and it was pretty apparent from the from early on that they were not going to keep a clean sheet. They had a couple of nervy moments before even the first went in and then... Um, once they first went in, and then the second went in. Not not long after, you knew that there was going to be a long day. They they yeah they lost two goals in injury time to make it seven, which uh, probably yeah makes it look a lot worse than uh, they would have liked. But um, yeah, they're twelve points away from safety, uh, or even the relative safety of a playoff, and they've mm-hmm. only got ten points so far in twenty four games. So. I'd be surprised if they get even 12 in the last six. Um, but yeah, that was a shocking result against Glean. I guess what um, it does do, though, I think for teams playing them, it's a bit of a banana skin in a way, isn't it? Obviously, Bode Glimp did suffer that against them. But if they've got five games left to go, nothing to play for, they're going to probably upset someone um, between now and the end of the season, probably. It, it, this probably adds a little bit of complexity, I think, to the remaining games involved in. I think I think they're more likely to win games against the teams who like have not got much to play for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Volaringa. So Volaringa play them this weekend. Um, <clears throat> they're in really good form. Um, had a really good win over Odd last time out. Um, they're now yeah, that's five unbeaten, three wins. Uh, sorry, four four wins and a draw in the last um, five games. Playing really well now, and um, I think at the start of the season we, well, obviously they're unbeaten at home still, but their away form is letting them down. But they've won their last two away games, three now. Yeah, and they've two. picked up away from home, haven't they? I think yeah. you say we've we've spoken about their terrific home form and obviously a bit suspect on the road, but definitely much improved on the road, and it's a great time of the season to start winning away games. Yeah, I mean. It's, since since uh, summer, really, they, they had two probably the two best summer signings. Um, Shartanson, the striker, uh, he's been scoring goals. I think he's got seven, maybe eight goals. And uh, Henrik Bjerdal, uh, centre midfielder, he's made a big difference. He's been an excellent signing for them. I think he's 23 years old. Um, he's on loan, I believe, um, from a team in uh, Belgium, but he's been excellent. And um, I think the two of them have really helped the team. They're both uh, strong physical players as well. And when you've got guys like Dinham and uh, Sarawi, who are both sort of smaller and more technical, creative players, it's good to have a balance. I think it's made a big difference. But um, this weekend, anyway, they're away at Olesund. Um I fancy them to win, obviously. And they're actually a lot... They're not as short as I thought they would be. They're 1-2, which... It's a decent coupon, uh, coupon. Uh, but I don't know what's what's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, it's a decent builder. Yeah, um, yes. So 
if you wanted to do that. But um, Wolleringa to win and um, <clears throat> to score, uh, eh, sorry, for there to be more than uh, two and a half goals in the game, so three or more goals in the game. Uh, pays 2.15 with Bet365. And I think if you look at all the students' games, I think there's only been um, once this season at home where they've lost and has not been more than uh, three or more goals. Yeah, and considering I mean, they've I mean, only got yeah they've only got five points this season at home, so that means that's only uh, yeah eight times eight times out of twelve this bet would come in. Must um, admit, I think the one to two actually looks really good. Yeah, I was end. surprised myself. I think it might even be better. I think it might be one point five three. Yeah, it's 8-15 in bet 3 Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, yeah, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I thought it would be more like 1-3. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, when you add on the, the goals, which is, I mean, all this, and they, they could score, uh, not put it past them, but, yeah, they concede. They concede the Hamilton-Ackies of Norwegian football. So can, every single home game, uh, except one, they've conceded at least two goals, so... And to be fair, they've scored in all but two yeah, home games yeah. as well. As well, so I mean, it's not it's not that desperate a, a total that they've got for the the goals for tally. Um, no, not at all. So yeah, they could they could contribute to the goals. Yeah, yeah. So I'd take, a, take a one two, but uh, yeah, I can see Yeah, I can see Volering, uh, really really dominating them in that game. They've got a lot of quality in attacking areas, and I think all soon will uh, struggle to contain them. Okay, so the bet there is following at one and over two and a half goals in that game. Moving on to Sunday, um, we'll touch on the we'll we touch on the Christensen game in a minute. Greg, you want to have a wee quick uh, chat about that, and we'll also touch on Rosenborg v Brand, which has actually been moved to Tuesday. But before we get there, um, there's odd v start on Sunday at five pm, um, and this is a fixture that you can see odd quite strongly. And David, they've got a really good record um, in the head-to-head in this one. I, I didn't look at the head-to-head. Sorry, you know, you know me and that head-to-head history stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it works no, in your favour this time because the one eight. Drawn one and lost one in the last ten meetings right. between the two sides dating back to 2015. So that bodes it's well, solid, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm just yeah. This one odd at home to start. Um, odd, great home form. They've won seven of the last eight, um, and drew the other one. And start are the worst, worst away team in the league, bar none. Including all the teams, the teams. <laughs> um, start have three points away from home. Uh, they've yet to win. The only team yet to win on the road all season. So this game has should be a mismatch, and let's hope it is. Um, obviously, other sort of short priced favourites, but I'm looking at um, odd half time full time in this one because in the last. Uh, five wins they've had at home. They've been leading at half time as well. So good start. Yeah, generally, generally they they start out quick at home and um, don't get caught. Um, start. Yeah, as I say, haven't uh, haven't won away from home. Just really struggling down the bottom there. Um, Twenty two points. There's two points behind from God set. Um, which. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying their best to catch up. Um, last time out, 
we had a really big win um, at home to Sarpsborg. Um, but yeah, it's, the, it's at home they're doing all their damage. So I expect them uh, to go to Odd and struggle. And at 2.37 for uh, Odd half-time, full-time, um, I think it's really good value. And um, it's worth taking on. Yep. 11 to 8 in old money at Bet365. Uh, and again, it just looks like a good angle to get on with Odd Order 1 to 2 to win the match over 90 minutes. So that is a very good start that you flagged up. The fact that they've been uh, leading at half time in their last five wins uh, certainly makes the 11 to 8 appeal in this mm-hmm. one. Okay, Greg, Christian Sund v. Mion Dallin uh, is on Sunday as well. That's something that you, I think you're going to take a closer look in the next couple of days rather than debrief us right now, but it's something yeah, you've so I think it's a it's a massive, massive game for Mion Dallin. It's probably verging on must-win. I think there's obviously got three clubs above them who they can potentially catch. Mm-hmm. Um, they're only two points behind Start, um, four behind Strums Godset, and five behind Brand. So they had a terrific win in the can I call it the Oslo Derby? Uh, they that... call it they call it Alv Classical, which is like uh, the River Classic, but it's more it's like Al Alv Classical. It's like El Classical, but it's. Uh... I'll just call it the Oslo Derby then. Right? <laughs> okay, it's, I mean it's not it's Drammen. It's it's Drammen, so you do yeah. And it was a massive, massive game against Drums Godside in that match. And they ended up winning 3-0, which was a bit of a surprise, really. I think we knew it would be tight. We knew they had to win the game. Um, I think the early goal killed my corners bit, actually, um, in the spec last time out. I think they only got two corners. They took an early lead, scored two second-half goals and won quite comfortably 3-0. So, terrific result for them. Um, Obviously, the worst thing for them happening was probably the international break. I think if you're struggling at the bottom end of the table and you get a really positive result like that, you probably can't wait for the next game. Yeah. So they've got a really difficult match away to Christiansund, who p- p- really don't have much to play for now. Um, it's going to be a tough game. They're 4-1 to win the match beyond that one. Um, I have to win in my, in my book. There's only five games left. And obviously they're going to be reliant on the teams above them dropping points. So I think there's probably a, an angle here, I think, on Beyond Allen. Not sure what that's going to be yet in terms of the corner markets, but it's probably something I'll share on the on the channel um, probably tomorrow or at the weekend. OK, we'll keep an eye out for that one. But one that you do have to share with us um, on the podcast is in what was supposed to be Sunday night's game. That's now been moved to Tuesday, David. It's Rosenberg v. Brand. And we reckon that's COVID-related? Yeah, it's to do with um, so Rosenberg asked Bran uh, if they could if they would move it so that they could have an extra couple of days just to get the couple of players that were out. I find that incredible. Back. Um, but actually, that... it helps Bran as well because Dauda Bamba and Frederick Haugen both had a positive test. Ah, um, it's all coming out now, isn't it? A couple of weeks ago, so it, it helps them too as well. That two players who are probably going to well, Bamba definitely plays Haugen has been playing recently. So yeah, I think it sort of suits both parties um, really. So hopefully it'll be worth the wait then. So Tuesday night, um, David kindly messaged me tonight saying you do realise this game's on Tuesday. <laughs> of course, David, of course. <laughs> and to be fair, I did know that, which is good. Yeah, it's uh, 6 o'clock UK time, just uh, in case. <laughs> it didn't deter me from still back in this game. Whether it's Sunday night or Friday afternoon or Tuesday night, doesn't really matter. I think it's a massive game for both sides. I think Rosenborough got a great chance 
potentially, depending on how Moda got on at the weekend, to jump up to second place. So it's kind of really touch and go. There's only five points separating second to fifth up at the top end of the table. Bran are the best in the rest, really, in terms of the clubs that who could be drawn into a relegation battle. I think if they're to get, I think if they get a win here, probably not saying they will, um, but they if they get three points, <laughs> certainly help them. Absolutely shocking, isn't it? Yeah, they're in a terrible run of form at the moment, Bran, and it's easy to see why they've been shipping quite a few goals. So uh, Rosenborg obviously been pretty impressive at home, scoring lots of goals. I just think though, looking a little bit deeper into this game. Brand actually have the second best corner count in the top flight. They are averaging 6.7 corners a game. Incidentally, only Rosenberg have actually hit more corners than them. But away from home, Brand actually have the highest corner count in the league, which is quite incredible, really, for a, for a team struggling, what, fifth bottom um, in a relegation battle. They've actually managed to rack up, um, well, well over. 160 corners so far this season. David, so away think, from home. I think Greg might have outstated you there. <laughs> yeah, stats like, are written tonight. That's a like great start. Eager to get the stats on tonight. It's been two weeks since we spoke about stats with no podcast last week, so I'm going to do extra stats this weekend. <laughs> but looking at um, their away matches, it's quite incredible, really. They've the last two away from home, they've hit 10 and 13. But looking back further, though, um, they've hit four or more corners now in 12 of the, of the last 14 games. In 11 of the last 14, they've hit five or more. And I think on five occasions this season, they have hit double figures on, I think, 10, 13, 13, 10 and 11. Away from home, they've hit four or more in nine of their 12 away matches. Now, they obviously are playing a good Rosenborg side, but looking at Rosenborg, they do concede quite a few corners at home. They've shipped um, four or more now in nine of the last 11 matches. I, I just think, given the, how important this game is for Brand to get a result here, to move away from that bottom kind of three teams below them, I think for them to hit four corners um, looks really strong. And I'm kind of bowed by the fact that Rosenberg do concede four or five corners most games. So to get Brand to hit four corners at four to five, I think was a really good shout. Um, and I, I don't see this being far away. I think obviously Rosenberg will be really strong, strong favourites at home. But from a corner perspective, I do like the look of Brand to hit four. Um, obviously, as you know, it's a, it's a market I do like. And we've had a lot of joy over that over the last four to five months. Uh, so I'm taking them to hit four or more corners at four to five. Is that with Skybet, Greg? That's with Skybet. Um, Skybet really slow this week on getting corner prices out. Um, but with, with Skybet, some of their markets are just terrible. Some of the prices they offer are so poor in comparison to the other bookmakers. Mm-hmm. But on the corner front, though, to be fair to them, they do tend to be best placed in a lot of the corner markets. So four to five is sky bet for this one. Who else is doing the corner markets in Norway? Betway doing it? Betway will be doing it. Um, I think in terms of match corners, um, Betway are doing match corners, but no team corners yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll probably be another couple that offer um, team corners, but definitely sky bet. Uh, sadly the best price out there yeah it's happened a few times where certainly on the private channel you've quoted prices only for betway to price up a market after you've actually put it up and the price been slightly better than has been quoted originally at skybet so it's just worth kind of letting people know just to keep an eye out on some of the prices across the different bookies and it's probably a reason why um 
to get involved in the channel now because what's going to happen is by the time people listen to this I'll have already shared this on the channel yeah. um, and the likelihood is the 4 to 5 won't last, won't, won't last long yeah, yeah. so it's part of the benefit of being on the channel is the fact that we do get best price yeah sales pitch over <laughs> but facts, yeah, that, just that, talking facts here, just, deal, yeah. just dealing with facts. <laughs> but that uh, certainly starts back up the corners bet in that one. Um, so just to reiterate, that game is on Tuesday. Did you say six o'clock, David? UK six time. Six o'clock UK time. Yeah. Um, so still a couple of days to wait for that one. Um, so if you want to get on a corner bet, then get on it pretty soon. Um, we don't have a bet in the Strums Godset v Glimped game, but that's now Sunday, 8pm, and it should really be a victory parade for Glimped on Sunday night. Yeah, fully expect it to be. Um, they've got everyone back fit, pretty much. So, yeah, Zink and I go um, chasing, I think he's chasing the assist record the way he played last week. He wasn't really interested in scoring. He was just trying to set people up. <laughs> really? Um Juncker got a couple. He's see, I mean, Pellegrino, I think, has got 21 goals now for the season, which is really impressive um, for uh, for Christian Sund. Um, but Kasper Juncker is trying his best to chase him down. I think he's moved on to about 16. Uh, he's four or five behind him. I'm not sure exactly. I need to yeah. get my stats up. But yeah, he's he's Kasper Juncker. He's missed quite a few games um, through injury, maybe four or five games. Um, yeah, so Juncker's on 18, um, Pellegrino's on 21. So three goals between them. Um, Juncker's obviously playing for the team that's creating chance after chance. So mm. hopefully, I mean, it's could could well be a race for the golden boot in Norway still, which is 21 goals. There's not many people that score uh, more than 20 goals in the 30 league season here. It's, it doesn't happen that often. Yeah, so it's pretty impressive goal. for Pellegrino uh, to yeah. do it for Christiansen. On the last podcast, I suggested that it would be nice to see a price from the bookies on uh, Glimped to reach the 100 goal mark. <laughs> yeah. now, and I did suggest that they might get pretty pretty close to it um, based on the last game against Olofsson. They're now 17 goals required in the last six matches and I yeah, still wouldn't put it past them. Interestingly, yeah. um, this is obviously a really key game for Storm's God's sight, but they've been pretty crap, David, haven't they? They've been terrible, they've haven't been they? I look at look at the corner markets here, and you're probably needing Storm's Godset to hit at least five to get anywhere near kind of four to five, mm-hmm. which I felt yeah. was a bit a bit high. Because they're on you. Yeah, well, I think Storm's Godset has some decent numbers, but I think obviously given uh, Bora Glimp can obviously seal the title here on Sunday, I thought five was very high. Mm-hmm. I was really expecting us to get a decent place, maybe four plus, but to expect them to hit five, I think's it was an easy decision just to leave it. Yeah, there's actually there's a few, and we talk about records before, there's a few uh, records that could be potentially, and I mean, Glinter obviously having an unbelievable season. They, if they win on Sunday, they go level with Molde for 22 wins in a season, and they've still got four games after that to beat it. Um, I think as well, see the, the level of consistency we've had from Bolivar this season. I think, especially me, I was always expecting at some point they're going to have a little blip. Yeah. And I must admit, I thought on two or three occasions, they're probably playing games, do you know what, that was like a really tough game. And it's a game <laughs> in which they could drop points in. And they've just given me two big massive fingers and said, get yeah. lost, because they just haven't. They need five goals in the last six games to beat the record of the most goals in a season. So I think they might do that. <laughs> um, 
yeah, it's just been incredible. It's been brilliant to watch. I mean, it's been a perfect time for me to sort of pick up my real interest in the Norwegian football and just an unbelievable history. And when did we start, season. David? March? Uh, me, personally. No, um, the, the, the next season. season. Oh, next season, yeah. I think it's, uh, it's, it's usually the sort of first week in April or the last week in March. And I, um, I know so. it's usually some of the Nordic sides... They do play quite a lot of friendlies, don't they? Yeah, they do like, play a lot. February, March, they probably play yeah, about yeah. seven or eight friendlies each. Yeah, they get just because this preseason's so long, they really, they really hammer the friendlies. They all go away. Like, what they normally do is like the whole league basically goes to Spain, and they play each other. Play each other. Yeah, yeah, just go away. Spain. Not this. Well, not point out this year, probably. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone will be going anywhere. Okay, good stuff. So that's us covered all the games that we wanted to touch on and then to see. And um, can you just give us a wee recap then of your bets for the weekend, guys? Uh, start with yourself, David. Yeah, uh, first starting on Saturday, the uh, four o'clock. Yeah, there may be three o'clock over there. Uh, kick off is Molde. Um, Molde to win and score two plus doing it against Stabak. That is twenty-one to twenty. Uh, also on Saturday, I think five o'clock UK time, um, Volleringa to win and over two point five goals in the game against Olesund. That pays two point one five. And finally, um, on Sunday, it's odd against Start, and I'm going odd halftime full time, and that pays two point three seven. And I guess two bets for me. So I, I think in terms of the Mion Dallin match at Christiansund, um, I'll have a corners angle for that game that I'll share on the channel over the next day or so. But just one main bet for me, and that is the Rosenborg v Brand match on Tuesday at 6pm, and taking Brand to hit four or more corners at 4 to 5 with Skybet. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Uh, now, don't forget, you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at DWeatherston11. And you can also follow David on his blog where he writes regularly about Norwegian football. And the address for that is likeweatherstone with an e.blogspot.com. Of course, it's also want... worth mentioning that um, we loaned David out last weekend <laughs> on, an, on another podcast. We did indeed. Yeah, do you want to give that a plug, David? Um, oh, I'd need to. Yeah, it was the transfer exchange. Um, transfer it was uh, I think that's about sounds about right the transfer exchange um, podcast it was more of a video cast I guess so it was on YouTube um, KS1TV is the YouTube channel uh, at the transfer X is the Twitter um, handle so you could you could find it there as well yeah just went on and talks about Norwegian players and sort of yeah why Norwegian football's on the up Um yeah, talked about mostly. Yeah, I've talked about sort of Christopher Ayer and some English-based uh, Norwegian players and just some guys to watch out for for the future. Um, and it's true what they said, David. It's a, it's a face for the radio. Uh, Is that no. true? <laughs> um, <laughs> I've had yeah, a few just... modelling offers since, but uh, I've had to turn them down because of the gambler podcast I'm sure if you tune in to that you'll see one third of the reasons as to why we do this as an audio podcast <laughs> and not a video podcast um okay also of course just to mention if you want some more tips from greg then make sure you have a look at joining his telegram channel all the details are available at gambler.co.uk um, on how to sign up and how to join is there um, where he posts his best bets on a daily basis 
Also, don't miss our other podcasts on the Gambler Channel this week. Um, Greg and I have already discussed the football in Scotland this weekend, and there's also a, a podcast available from Slipsticks, who presents his best bet builder tips for the weekend as well. So make sure you catch that on the usual podcasting platforms. And that's us for this week, guys. Best of luck with your bets at the weekend, and catch up again next week. Good luck. Cheers, guys. Good luck.